Explorarmos. Okay, so hello everybody and today this is a new episode of the Find Your English Voice podcast. So today we are talking about grammar and I've invited an expert here uh, so to share his expertise with us. So he's a, a Matt Perlant and he's an English teacher with a lot of experience in teaching English live and uh, uh, online and preparing different kinds of materials. He He's an author of different books and he posts a lot of uh, stuff for students on his website and you can find him at perlantraining.com. Of course, I will give the references at the end of the episode. Hello, Matt. Hello, Daria. Ah, How are you? I'm okay and it's very, very nice to see you here. And uh, I will be asking you some questions because, yeah, I would like you to give us your opinion. How you see learning grammar from a teacher's perspective, okay? So first of all, are you surprised about this topic? Um, a little bit, yeah, but I'm excited to, to think about this topic, something we, it's very important for our students and for our lessons. Okay, okay. So do you think it is really important? How important is it for students to learn grammar when they are learning to speak English? Well, I've been working on a book recently about um, errors in Polish, Polish English. Mm -hmm. So Polish students who make errors in English classes, mm -hmm. and we call this kind of error Pinglish, or Polish English. Pinglish, I like it. Okay. <laughs> it's fascinating because the two languages are so different. Mm -hmm. And um, what you can say in one language will be totally different in the other language. Um, and that's where grammar can help to control it, to control what is uh, said and what is the meaning of this. Because mm -hmm. sometimes when you translate from Polish into, into English word for word, it's absolutely meaningless. It mm -hmm. just comes out like, like, like garbage. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. So, yes, we need to have grammar to help control the meaning. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely vital, so it's like a, a skeleton of our language. It's wonderful, and thank you very much for saying it. And so, while you were speaking, I, I started thinking, we teachers really see grammar as a help, right? We always mm -hmm. say that grammar will help you to express yourself. But unfortunately, I think it doesn't happen the same with our students. Our students often feel limited by grammar. Why do you think it happens so? I think they, they may be disappointed that they've got to learn uh, a different language. So they can't just simply translate what they think in their language into mm -hmm. English. Because then, because of the different grammar, that will maybe sound absolutely different. Mm -hmm. um, again, to think about Polish, there are only three times in Polish. Mm -hmm. That's past, present and future, which is really good <laughs> in one, on one way. So we have a lot of trouble with tenses, with uh, continuous and perfect tenses, which don't exist in Polish. And students ask me, but why do we need them? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's, what's the difference between past simple, past perfect? What, well, it just expresses a, a separate time before past simple time. Mm -hmm. But why, why do we need that, which we don't have it in our language? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's confusing and disappointing 
I think, for people that they have to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course, they don't have to, and, they, and some people don't bother. And then we even tell them, okay, but in American English, they don't use a lot of perfect tenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's even worse because, well, then why are we learning that now? Um, well, because it's in, in British English, it's in our proper, correct, standard English. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but still, uh, even some, some things are simpler in American English and sometimes we say it to them, but really, if you start analyzing yeah, the speech of an American, of an educated American, still, the grammar structure will stay English, as you mentioned it, yes? I mean, it will still... Yeah, maybe they will, I don't know, they will be not so strict about present perfect, but they still will have uh, the same word order. And you can't change word order, right? Yes, and, yes, yes. and this is also one of the problems which I face with my students too, because I teach Polish, I teach Czech, I teach Russian. So they are all the same languages with, with a flexible word order. Sorry. Mm. And in general, yeah, uh, I like your idea that we, first of all, as teachers, and this is very important, can't get it just from reading materials, but our task as teachers is to let them know that they need to understand the language. Yes? I mean, not just translate a word by word, yes, from their own language, but they are really learning some some new, I don't know, organism, as you, uh, if you like. So I I like it very much. This is a very important note from, from my point of view. Oh. I mean, one example, if I can say, it's, uh, I've got an example with the English question. So it's a uh, present continuous question. What are you doing? What are you doing? We can say to someone. It sounds like, what are you? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. What are, you, what are you doing at the moment? What are you doing? And in Polish, it's sort of bish. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What? What? And yeah. What the, you do? Simply, yeah. They can say what you do. So if I say that in English, do you understand what I'm saying? What you do? That's no, I do because I speak both Polish and Russian. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the element. We've got the question word. What? We've got the subject you. That is the person you're looking at, looking mm-hmm. to. And we've got the main verb do, infinitive. And we've got question, you know, question mark. We know it's a question. What do you do? And on one level, then that should be correct. Why is that wrong in English? And this is what we have to tell people, oh, that's wrong. But does it communicate? I think probably it does. But I'm does not it really sure. Correctly, then not really. I'm not really sure because if I ask you the question, what you do, even even if I make it up correctly, if I'm, if I, even if I'm saying, uh, if I'm, uh, sorry, even if I'm saying, what do you do? I'm actually asking a different question, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you right. will understand me as I'm asking you about your job mm-hmm. while I'm asking you about your activity at the moment. So we have shifted the meaning, we have changed the meaning completely. So actually... Yeah, the time is different. Yes, and the action is different. The situation is different. The context is different. Everything is different, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and I heard about this method that now in grammar, it's productive to teach grammar through this reverse translation. When they are trying, yeah, I mean, 
when they are trying to get back from Poland, from Polish, for example, to the basic English meaning, for example, because they will see this difference. It's a, it's a great example. But some people believe that it doesn't matter about the grammar; it's just as long as you communicate, and that we could even just look at someone, point at them, like a, a caveman, and say, "What do? What do? What?" What do? And so, if communication is the only goal, then that may may work, but it doesn't uh, impress anybody, any proper mm-hmm. native speaker, real native speaker of English, because they think you sound like a caveman. <laughs> but yeah, yes, you communicate. Well done. But so, is it important? Yes. Um, then how do we learn it by studying? Mm-hmm. Sorry, is there a quick way? No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. But uh, coming back to communication, uh, do you think that there is um, some some more important grammar, and maybe the grammar which which uh, will not matter so much for communication? Because I really believe that there is grammar which will change your message completely if you do it wrong, and you just can't do it, uh, can't do without it, even in a very simple communication. And there is some grammar, yes, it will add to your reputation if you mm-hmm. do it right, but you will still be understood the right way. So do you distinguish it like that? And can mm-hmm. you uh, choose some grammar which is more important uh, for communication and which is less important, for example? Well, it, well, yeah, I mean, if you want someone to leave, let's say you, you start crying and you want somebody to leave the room, you say, you could say, please just just leave me alone, please just go, please just go from me or go away. Mm-hmm. Um, that has one meaning, or you could just say, get out, a phrasal verb, uh, get out, or you could just shout, go, and that has the basic meaning. Uh, but the, the first uh, way would perhaps be better because you communicate more about your feelings and mm-hmm. how you are feeling, maybe not so much just go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, please leave me, leave me alone at the moment. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. Good, that's one example. Um, when I'm to, when I start teaching someone and, and they say they don't know anything, of course they do know something mm-hmm. in English. Yeah, it's probably because we haven't got zero beginners yet. Uh, I start with the five tenses: uh, present simple, continuous, past simple, present perfect, and future simple mm-hmm. on the board. Look at them. Look at the time for each one. What's the time for each one? And get it clear so that then there is a difference between continuous, which is now or future, and present simple, that's regular. So the example we had earlier was um, either present continuous or present simple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it's different because the time is different. Um, what I think it was what, what you do. Mm-hmm. What do you do? It's regular time, so it means generally, what do you do every day mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. life or in your life? What are you doing? It's now. What are you doing now? So I start with this. I think this is not negotiable. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't know the, these five tenses, and what are the auxiliary verbs for each one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the negative and question forms? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we work from there and some people never never leave this, <laughs> this <laughs> stage. They 
never leave this place. I just come back to it mm-hmm. again and again. But it, I believe if they can understand the five different times and five tenses, mm-hmm. they will. Uh, the rest of the tenses will make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, if, if and when, if or when they ever learn them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I teach many adults who want to improve their uh, grammar and speaking and so on. So it's hard for them. It's hard to learn English as an adult. Mm-hmm. No, in general, I, I would, uh, you know, the situation with grammar. Sometimes I find out when I start watching my student uh, carefully. Sometimes I understand that this is not the problem of remembering the things. You know, this is not the problem of learning this, but the problem. Problem of acceptance. They really, I mean, they keep um, how to say. They keep protesting. They keep saying, "I don't want to remember that because I don't understand the sense." And then I need to show them how it all works in context, how how the language lives, right? And after they have understood it, it it's easier for them to remember. So it's yeah, it's, sure. yeah, it's more uh, of a psychological thing than a cognitive from my point of view. So it is very important if you are a learner. I'm talking to the listeners now. If you are a learner, it's very important to understand this is just a different thing. And if you are struggling of acceptance of it, so you will not be able to learn it just cognitively. Uh, it will be yeah, very hard. Yeah, you have to accept and you have to believe. Yes, you can do it. Yeah, Absolutely. If I start to have musical music lessons, I learn the piano or guitar or something like that. I have to believe it's possible to reach a certain level. Not I. I won't become like Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. over maybe not overnight anyway. <laughs> And uh, it has to be possible to play. Then what level do I want to reach? And they have to set their own goal. Mm-hmm. Set set the goal. Um, I've got one guy, one student, and he's uh, a very good, he's a good level, and he sends me his writing work. And any mistake, he's very angry. Like, what? What did I do? Yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, but don't be hard on yourself. It's good. It's good text. It's mm-hmm. good writing, but it's not perfect. Oh, I knew that that would be wrong. You know. And, uh, yeah, this is very, very important. I knew that would be wrong. Of course, it will be wrong because this is what you believe, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, any recommendations uh, from your side to to the students who, for example, don't have teachers and who are trying to master English grammar on their own? Some advice? On their own, gosh. My advice is to find a teacher. <laughs> okay. Yeah, even online, you can find somebody to teach an, an hour lesson mm-hmm. for one dollar, mm-hmm. one US dollar. If you haven't got one US dollar, then you could join a free class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in back in the day, I used to do free classes every week mm-hmm. on uh, with IQ, and sometimes I'd have forty or more students. Mm-hmm. And was helping me to make my materials, mm-hmm. but uh, these days I don't know who's doing that. But I'm not, so maybe somebody else will will do it. 
mm-hmm. or is doing it. Mm-hmm. But there's always free. I mean, English is there must be the most resources for learning yeah, English for sure. compared mm-hmm. to any other language. Mm-hmm. It's harder to find a free Polish teacher. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or even books, downloads. Uh, you know, I wrote plenty of books, and they public domain. They're free mm-hmm. to download. They're everywhere online. So. There's plenty of stuff. What about grammar? I would start with the tenses and uh, then work out from there. You know, I've got a very good book called A to Z of uh, Grammar, I think it is, um, which I still use. It's my reference. Mm-hmm. Um, find a good reference book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it's a grammar in use, these books. No, my, my personal favorite is uh, Practical English Usage by Michael Swan. I love this book, really, because it gives you very short and very clear explanations of uh, how you use this or how you use that. I, mm-hmm. I, I would totally recommend it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, any any anything more about the strategies? So, how to deal with grammar? I think the other thing you mentioned was word order, mm-hmm. um, and English has got a nice fixed word order that we have to learn, and it's swapped subject, verb, object, place, and time like that. Mm-hmm. And if you stick to this, you you will do well in mm-hmm. word order. Um, Polish people get mixed up because it's very different here. I've got the example, um, my English sentence, I think we can get it. So it's I, subject, think, verb, uh, starting with subject, and then another phrase, we can get another verb phrase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but in Polish it is, uh, let me see, Mm-hmm. 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 We can it get so I think. <laughs> yes, very familiar for me, of course. Yeah. And we can it get. We can it get. We can it get. So just this learn the we can get it. So the object is after the verb. If you learn that, then you won't make that mistake. And but it will be very people important. People just yeah. translating. Yes. Uh, from. Polish into English, and that's why they're going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So look at word order as well. Maybe I don't know. Different languages vary, but English is has this fixed order, mm-hmm. and not every language has that. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. some languages, you can. It's like a mixed-up word puzzle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want as long as all the bits of. Are- <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay, so yeah, and, and this is very, very important and thank you very much. So yeah, I think I will be summarizing here. So because we we have mentioned very important things in mastering grammar from my point of view. So the first thing uh, which we were talking about is don't translate. Yeah, be ready to use a structure from English, but not use your own language structures. So try to find them, follow them, uh, find the examples in, in reading and stuff. Yeah. So and every time remember that you shouldn't translate. And the second most important thing from everything we uh, said today, I think you have to believe it. I mean, you should be positive and you really need to be uh, very determined, very disciplined about it, but at the same time, very optimistic from my point of view, mm-hmm. not to get frustrated in the process. And also that I think grammar is important because it is there and it does change the meaning mm-hmm. when you don't 
You said correctly, and the, and we have to accept it. Look for the differences in in your language compared to English, whatever your listener's language is compared to English. Yes. Look at the difference in the tenses,、uh, in this word order, for example. Yeah, and to and, remember about your meaning. Yes, I mean don't always think about grammar because grammar serves. Yeah, for the、uh, for the purposes of the meaning,、uh, first of all. Okay. I once I, I once went to a talk and it was somebody very famous in the ELT world. I I can't remember now. And he was saying, "Oh, everything is grammar.、Uh, sorry, everything is vocabulary. Everything is vocabulary. Even grammar is vocabulary. Verb tenses are vocabulary." And he was trying to water down, saying, "Okay, grammar is is not important. It's about vocabulary." But grammar gives a structure to the vocabulary. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm.、Um, I think it was a gimmick, quite a gimmicky talk. You know, just、mm-hmm. something just to say for the sake of it.、Really. Okay, so maybe there are different approaches, but still, I in my. 15 years of experience. I haven't found uh, uh, a, a better way、uh, to express yourself than, than through clear and very、uh, accurate grammar, so to say. And as a speaker of five languages, yeah, so I have learned several languages myself. I love grammar. I love to learn grammar from、uh, like in a new language. Just because it shows me everything about this language when I learn it, to tell the truth, really. Okay. So thank you very much for coming, and it was a very productive communication. So you have given us、uh, plenty of ideas, and I hope it will help learners. So one more time, I was talking to Matt Perlon today. So you can find him on Twitter. It is Perlon Training、uh, and PerlonTraining.com. It is his website where you can find plenty of materials for learners and for teachers、uh, of English. And me,、uh, uh, as usual, Daria Strazilova. Thank you for listening. And And please go to the website stordar.com for more、uh, of what I do. Thank you very much. Thank you.